Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 443. The record high on this date was in 1948 when it hit 98 degrees. Uh, and just anecdotally, I must say that the uh, late 1940s had some really hot summers around these parts. What? Yep. Around and these parts. 43 degrees in 1887. And now... From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. In about 10 minutes, we're going to chat with our old pal, Sourdough Slim. Oh, wow. Who uh, survived that fire in Paradise, California in 2018, and I'll be damned if it isn't burning down again, but I don't know uh, if Paradise, California is uh, currently affected by the wave of fires. Uh, We said this before. Uh, Shouldn't that be the chief political goal in California is to get forest management under control isn't that more important than putting crack addicts in luxury hotels and and everything else they want to do why don't you get that figured out this clearly is an example of poor forest management because there's too much fuel has nothing to do with the climate there's too much fuel yeah this is the perfect example of you can pay me now or you can pay me later this is avoidable i i would think somebody could become governor on that platform alone we're going to get to the bottom of getting this fire fire seasons under control in California. They they go back millennia. These th- there's nothing new about this. It's been for thousands and thousands of years California has burned. But with with modern sensibilities and the environmental opposition to clearing land, now you just have more stuff stacked up. Trump acknowledges that he does it very clumsily though he said you have not cleaned your floors <laughs> okay yeah that's a, a poor way to say it but i got gotcha. you say before we get to sourdough uh some notes on our uh, interview with bob kroll friday uh i'm being taken to task uh in in civil ways about my belief that a residency requirement would become a calming uh, influence in the city and uh, this one's from Kyle, who says, Hail the mayor. Requiring officers to live in the city they work, not a good idea. You would drastically reduce the number of people applying for jobs in that city, no matter what city. The lower the number of applicants, the lower the overall quality of candidates hired. You can look at what happened in New Orleans when they required it. I started listening to you and Pat in 1987 when my field training officer introduced me to you. My wife called in one time telling you about me and my son sitting on our bass boat in the garage working on his homework. Okay. And then uh, Gerard Guzik writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. you. I just... uh jumped out of his email let me get it back so you advocate making officers live in the communities they police following those statements i interrupted listening to the friday podcast to send this to you respectively mayor have you lost your mind you must have been riding your scooter or bintelli e-bike on that service road of life and we're going so fast that you zoom past your usual thoughtful approach to issues 
Certainly you agree the police officer has to be one of the most dangerous jobs on the planet. In your fair city of St. Paul, the starting salary, according to the city's own website, is $64,230.40. We don't know that, but you can Google it easily enough. Let's start with that. Based on that income, just where in St. Paul is an officer with a family supposed to live? In which of the city's neighborhoods is he supposed to be able to afford a home? Uh, On that salary, they would struggle to pay the property taxes alone unless he has a CP who is independently wealthy. The east side, perhaps, but we just had a glimpse of who is trying to represent them. West 7th, Midway, Rice Street, Frogtown. Uh, Next, do you really expect the officer to be on duty seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year? Everyone in the neighborhood with even the smallest complaint or problem is going to go running to the cop down the street no matter what time of day or night just because they are a cop. And if you do intervene, someone is always going to be on the losing side and will harbor resentments against you. Now there is a formula for developing peaceful neighborhood relations. Would you want to live like that or expose your family to it? Next, this is not the land of the free and the home of the brave, yet you advocate having the government dictate where a person can live. Just how far are you willing to take that? Should every employee who works for a city or county be forced to reside in said municipality? What about companies that do business with those municipalities? Are they to be forced to manufacture their products inside the city limits and make their employees move to town as well? Slippery slope, Mr. Mayor. Let's hope we're not giving the salon any ideas. Should your desire to make them reside in the city come to pass, would it really make a difference? Say they do have a wealthy CP and can live anywhere in St. Paul. Is it going to help much if I live in Highland Park, Mac Groveland neighborhood, and patrol Dayton's Bluff or the North End? From your gated, off-duty St. Paul Police Protected Security Fence Broadcast Studios, on this issue you sound like the political class lecturing the rest of us on what to do. Boy, this guy's being harsh on me, isn't he? (laughs) You are correct in your assessment of the police have come to be seen as an occupying force, not one to be content just complaining. I have an idea to help with that issue. We need more officers and precinct stations and for them to become more engaged with the people they are assigned to protect. But alone, that is not enough. The police need to get out of those damn cars and walk a beat. I spent many summers at my grandmother's home in the heart of northeast Minneapolis. There were always officers walking the streets. They knew everyone, shop owners and residents alike, and they knew who the troublemakers were. If you want to build a relationship with a neighborhood, that is a good way to do it. Of course, their cars with all the emergency equipment can be parked nearby. And with today's modern technology, when there is, in, when there is trouble, assistance would be minutes away just like it is now. Lastly, you and your minions, Ken, Kenny, Rookie, John, and Reavers, have the luxury of not knowing or experiencing what law enforcement officers know or experience about people in general and how cruel and vicious they can be toward one another. I retired after 20 years of service at age 39. Luckily for me, I had friends who intervened and pointed out to me just how much I had changed since high school. People in law enforcement take a brutal psychological beating. When it comes to viewing the human race, their perceptions are offered colored, often colored by what they see and live with on a daily basis. My last recommendation is, is that they should all have to retire after 10 years with full benefits while they still have some sanity. So get off the scooter or e-bike and give this issue a little more thought while on that service road. Jerry G., Ramsey County Probation Officer, retired. Well... I, I certainly, I think, I, I think I was reasonably taken to task there. Don't you guys? Yes. Well, he he, yeah. he doesn't need to be mean like that. He and, wasn't. Uh, he wasn't mean at all. I do. I do have a concept of what police go through <coughs> and see and hear, and well, I'm quite aware of. I that. experienced it myself for 25 you grew up years. In the cops. Yeah. 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 And Matthew, you're 
very familiar with the police force in St. Paul, mm -hmm. as am I, and I listen to the scanner every day. And every time I hear a scanner call that uh, sounds awful, I, I tell the uh, officer, don't go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I yell at my computer, refuse. Don't go. Just say no. Gerard uh, mentioned... They have to go to each and every one, so it's, you know. Gerard mentioned that I should have to get off my Bintelli e-bike on the service road of life and think more clearly. He's, of course, referring to the Bintelli e-bikes that are available at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, along with a great lineup of scooters. I have one. They turn every errand into an adventure. Great on mileage, great to park, nimble. I recommend it for urban commuting. And use the checkerboard method. Don't you put your stupid self out on a freeway on a little scooter. Full line of Yamaha motorcycles, great recreational equipment for kids, helmets, apparel, wonderful service department. Kayla Bloom is probably one of the country's experts on the Bentelli e-bike, so you won't leave there with the wrong one. Uh, you'll you'll take your test drive and be counseled, and you'll get the right one. The Bintelli e-bikes with five levels of electric assist are just fantastic. Uh, that's EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. When uh, when we return, we're going to be talking to our old pal, Sourdough Slim. Would you give uh, Dave a little, just a little bed of accordion music for his weather for it? Nice. Yeah. I will be All quick right. here, Joe. Yep. I love this. Um, right now it's 75, Joe. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, now Dave, nice. you go. No. Yeah, you know what? I'd rather listen to <laughs> yeah. that than my forecast. Well, let's just do the record. Because okay. the weather's perfect. That's yeah, the weather. it is, it is yeah. perfect, and it's going to stay that way. September 1st. 97 on this day. 97. In 1913. In 1913. And 36. 36. In 1974. Wow, that was a cold year. Thanks, yep. Dave. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, a charter inductee of the Garage Logic State Fair Hall of Fame, Sour Sourdough Slip. Oh, hey, oh, ah, yeah. what a day, what a time, what a life. Oh, oh, what are you going to do for us, friend? Well, I, you know, I, I like to start out and get, get these folks to help help me out here on a yeah. song. Huh? What do you say, folks? You ready to help well, me out? I'm gotta... not going to ask too much. Only only two words I want you to sing. Oh, but only two of this. Yeah, yeah on a warm afternoon like this. See, she's got the idea. The two words are fan it, okay? Fan it? it? Yeah, fan it. Fan and the way it, it. works is it's, it's an old-time shout and response. So every time you hear me sing the two words, fan it, the audience responds with a rousing fan it. That's fan what I'm talking about. All, All right. We're in business. What a troubadour. too hot cool it if you can you better go out and get yourself a five cent fan and find it everybody fan it yeah fan it fan it you got to fan it and cool it honey till the cows come home it's like the bananas oh, we should have right for the big trumpet solo ladies and gentlemen i forgot to tell you joe there's a trumpet solo okay right in the do we thing. have a trumpet here we it is have a trumpet Take it down and let's bring on the man himself. Yeah, what a showman. 
Hi, old pal Sourdough. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Uh, now, Sourdough, are you in Paradise, California? I am in Paradise, yes. Uh, and I know uh, two years ago uh, I, I reached out to you, and it was a terribly, terribly difficult time uh, for the entire town. Uh, I now note that Ron Howard has a National Geographic documentary out called Rebuilding Paradise. Has it become pretty well rebuilt? No, not at all. All right. No, 14,000 14, houses burned in the town of Paradise, and I think as of uh, last week, 300 had been rebuilt. So we're not doing too good, but, uh, you know, slowly it's coming back. Now, are the current fires affecting you? No, not not uh, other than the fact that the skies are, you know, this is our normal summer weather out here. When we get fires, you got skies full of smoke. It smells like smoke, and occasionally ashes come down like snow. So that's the way it is, but nothing... We have fires all around us, but nothing threatening uh, us right at the moment. Slim, did your house survive the Paradise Fire? Yes, our house was standing amongst the rubble. Isn't that and, something? Uh, how that happened, I don't know. It was a it was a phenomena that happened around town where you'd see complete devastation, and then here would be this house sitting in the middle of the whole mess, seemingly unharmed. Were you so home to us? Were you home at the time? Were you home at the time? No, we weren't. I was on on tour down in Southern California. My wife was at a conference uh, down there as well. So neither one of us were home, thankfully, because uh, I tell you, the evacuation process was was probably the most traumatic uh, experience for most of the people that that went through the fire. When When you returned from the tour... Uh, even though your house survived, was it livable? Well, it was, you know, a lot of smoke damage. But right. um, other than that, it was livable, but we couldn't, you know, we were evacuated. You couldn't get up here. They had the National Guard uh, guarding every entrance to Paradise for for almost six weeks. Yep. So for a month and a half, you couldn't get back, but I, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. So I, I knew our house was still going, and there was a lot of looting going on up here, so I... I snuck in. I snuck in between the the uh, National Guard tanks and <laughs> came a, back. A sourdough slim <laughs> covert operation. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, they didn't catch me. They caught some people trying to come in, but I I took a cross country route that was was uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, I made it in. Is your recording studio at your home? No, no, I record down in Dixon, down by Sacramento. Okay. Uh, what has COVID done to your career? I, I got to imagine, what have you been doing, Zoom concerts, or are, are, are you able to play live these days? No. You know, like all people in the entertainment business right now, we're pretty much shut down. They're, mm-hmm. You know, of course, they're not allowing any gatherings, and you can't really have a concert without without a bunch of people, so it's, uh, I haven't done anything. All my shows, I had a pretty good year booked up of fairs and festivals, events, and that's all gone through at least January, and I imagine it's that way with most entertainers, you know. Um, I'm not too up-to-date on all that uh, virtual stuff, so I haven't really done that. I've done a few things on my iPhone where I 
where I uh, filmed, uh, you know, stuff for people's birthdays. Different fans, they want to hear you again, you know? And right. Can you do for my for my Uncle Bill? He's, he's turning 90. Sure, I'll do it. Yeah. So I've been doing that kind of stuff. Well, that's you're an old cowboy, so th- this new technology frightens you. You're from the old west, so you don't really know how to <laughs> work those things, right? <laughs> that's right. I don't know anything. I couldn't even a- hardly answer the phone this morning. So I... <laughs> Slim, one of my lasting memories of you as we got to know each other, uh, one of my favorite memories, uh, when you appeared at the Minnesota State Fair, which is canceled this year for only the second time in history, Slim. uh, I know it. Yeah. Horrible. Were you booked for this year at the Minnesota Fair? No, I wasn't. I don't know whether they had done much booking. Uh, They usually do their booking, yeah, about the time that the country shut down. Uh, but you are what, the Minnesota State Fair, of course, has become an ode to food. It's basically a food extravaganza. And there was oh, one man, time, yeah, there was one time you appeared with us, and you showed up, and you were eating a peanut butter sandwich that you had brought with you. <laughs> and I, I never forgot that. Uh, right? I don't, is that thrift or are you cheap? Are you just cheap sourdough, or was that just to keep your to keep your health going? <laughs> yeah, that's right. To keep my health going, playing all these fairs. No, it, it's uh, mainly because I, I always bring food with me because it's it's very convenient. A lot of times, you know, you'll get late. You're late to a performance. You don't have time to eat. Right. So you know, I always carry food with me, and that that was the case there. I was running from one stage to the next. I needed a, some nutrition, and uh, you know, I was heading right from my show at the stage to your. Uh, show there at the fair, and I needed to eat something, so there it was. I had it with me. Well, you became really a favorite of garage logicians. It's just a. Uh, uh, I, I hope I hope we're going to see a day when we can get back together out there, because that was some of the those were some of the most enjoyable moments over the last twenty years at the fair was getting to getting to know you and and uh, all your whoop it up songs like Ten Gallon Hat and Ride That Bronco Buckaroo and. Yeah, Conestega's hoe and jalapeno polka, shot of rye yeah. and the chuck wagon waltz. <laughs> the chuck wagon waltz. <laughs> well, uh, sl- well, Slim, it, it's you, Joe. I, go ahead. Go ahead. It was one of my most fun moments at the fair was performing on your show. You have a fabulous audience, and of course, people out there in Minnesota they understand what I'm all about. You know, the mm-hmm. accordion is not a joke to them. No, they, they love it. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Rook. Slim, I just, uh, I know you've had some downtime, and I know you took up, uh, I know you're a musician, and I know there was not a lot of jobs available, but I did hear that you took a um, a job with the Salvation Army as a bell ringer. Can you describe that to Joe? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and I'm not looking forward to this Christmas either, but yeah, last Christmas was tight, and uh, I don't know, I just to make ends meet, I... You know, they were short a bell ringer down there at the Salvation Army. I went ahead and took the job, and not knowing really what I was getting into. And then, uh, you know, I found out that it didn't pay anything. But I'm telling you, the tips were absolutely fabulous. <laughs> no, I'm trying, I, that put me over for the year. No, I, I gave up a couple of backpacks there, but for some reason... Well, the next day they didn't want me. I don't know what the deal was. It lasted a day, and that put me over pretty good. I love that one. Oh, yeah, Sour, you're so self-deprecating. <laughs> I, I was linked to a 20-minute 
YouTube biography of you, or uh, where it's showing you uh, in your van and you're arriving to play, and you, you <laughs> and, oh, yeah, right. and you said, "I apologize, sourdough slim is here. Can't do anything about it." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. <laughs> you don't go on the road with easy. a. You don't go on the road with a big crew, do you? No, I'm the whole crew. That's yeah. me. It's just me. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's not easy trying to make uh, things go here as an accordion-playing yodeling cowboy in the 21st century. I mean, it just isn't, uh, doesn't. It's tough. <laughs> Let's get back to the town of Paradise and help us understand why that fire was so devastating. Is Paradise essentially in a box canyon? No, it's not. It's up on a ridge between two canyons. Okay. And what happened was that a, a PG&E transformer was sparking, uh, and it just so happened we hadn't had any rain. It was in November. We hadn't had any rain since May, so everything's bone dry, and uh, this, the transformer uh, dropped sparks on the dry grass. We happened to have these very... Uh, uh, high-impact, 60-mile-an-hour north winds that we get sometimes in the fall. At the same time, oh, man, that fire started, and it just took off. And with yeah. the 60-mile-an-hour winds across that dry grass and the trees and nothing to stop it. And it just was a, the perfect storm for, for something like that. It went down one ridge, up another, up another, and hit paradise and just exploded. And, uh, you know, just unbelievable i i could not believe it myself when they said it was happening i said it's impossible they're not Mm going to let the whole town of paradise burn down but they they, that's what happened how many people do you think have permanently left paradise oh gosh well it was twenty-seven thousand people uh, in the town of paradise and they say there's about three thousand that are now living here Mm mm-hmm Wow! Wait a minute. Whether, right many, now, there's only right now there's only three thousand people living in paradise. Yes. Holy wow. man! And a lot of those, a lot of those people are living in trailers on their vacant lots. Right. Oh my. Hmm. Well, do you do you anticipate a return of a substantial number of the twenty seven thousand when their homes get rebuilt, or do you think the future of paradise is three thousand people? No, I, it, it'll continue to rebuild, uh, but it'll be slow. They're saying, you know, they, they may have 10,000 people in, in, the, you know, in 10 years, and in a decade, they may, may have 10,000 people here. Um, but it, it's slowly going to come back. Uh, is, prior to the fire, was it, in fact, paradise-like? I, I, I got to think it was beautiful. It is. It's up in the Sierra Nevada foothills. It's all pine and oak forest. And uh, it's just a lovely, lovely location. Mm-hmm. You didn't grow up there, though, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't grow up here. I, I grew up uh, in Southern California and in, in the gold country here in California. Uh, most of my later years were here in, in the gold country. And you remember that I often accuse you of secretly having been a member of Moby Grape <laughs> or the Jefferson Airplane, but that isn't the case at all, Rick Crowder. You were a... A UPS driver, if I'm not mistaken? I did drive for UPS for 13 years. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. 
uh, and then struck out as the uh, the cowboy from vaudeville. <laughs> no, well, not really. I mean, I've been I've been playing music for you know the last fifty years. Ever since I got out of high school, I've been playing every weekend, and and since I went full time back in nineteen ninety one, I've been doing it you know full time. Mm-hmm. And so I've been been going along the whole time. Well, how many albums have you released? I've got at least a half oh. dozen. Yeah, I don't know, Joe. <laughs> I, I stopped counting, but, you know, I would say 25, something like that. All of them available at sourdoughslim.com, correct? Some of them are available on yeah. sourdoughslim.com. Some of them are obsolete. I mean, are not <laughs> obsolete. No, they're not uh, available anymore. Sourdough, what? who are your influences musically? Who Who do you look up to? Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of all the music from the 20s and 30s. So the influences are every, everything from, you know, Louis Armstrong and, and Jack Teagarden to Bob Wills and Jimmy sure. Rogers, you know, country wow. music icons. Right. Uh, but that era is, is the era that, that fascinates me the most, the, the music from the 20s and 30s. Yeah. How much do you miss performing? Oh, it was my social life, Joe. I'm sitting yeah. up here in my place here, and I, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, not after the way you behaved with the Salvation Army. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of friends, what about your buddy Bob? Yeah, uh, Robert Armstrong. He's a, he's in fact he's coming up tomorrow. We're going to do some jamming here at at my place up in Paradise. So he, he's doing good, but, you know, both of us are really missing the live performance. Right. There's, there's just nothing like that jolt of, of an audience, you know, uh, loving what you're doing. That that's, makes it all worthwhile. And, and right now you can't even do any booking, right? Uh, there's too many unknowns. No, no, yeah. no, nobody because of the unpredictability of this whole thing. Nobody's booking anything in advance now, so I'm just kind of... This is the, actually the time of year I really start revving up my bookings for the next year. So right, nothing, nothing. When did when did you last perform live? Uh, that would have been back at the end of February, February twenty eighth. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, I performed down in Chico, a, a town down the hill from us, uh, at a uh, retirement center. Mm-hmm. That was my last gig. Man, we miss you here. I'll tell you that yeah. we just miss oh, you here. Like I say, man, the crowds there in Minnesota, the best. Man, and they're just the best. We've got some connections at the Minnesota State Fair, and we're going to press them to make sure that when the fair reopens, you are, uh, you're part of that entertainment group. Oh, man. I, I, thank you. Remember when you were teaching us how to yodel and you made it very simple? Uh, could you, re- could you review easy. that? Could you review that for us, please? Yeah, there's nothing to it. It's, it's, it's you know, people me yodeling and they think my god you know and, uh, yeah. how does he do that but really it's it's it's, it's very simple and i hate to divulge the secrets you know because it it kind of demystifies everything i'm doing but, <laughs> yeah. but you know yeah. you're asking me joe what the hell you know right yeah, um, yeah it, 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 i like to look at it as vowels and consonants okay huh. you start out with the first vowel a and as you go to e uh you break into a falsetto so you would start with your regular voice on A. Yep. A. 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 A.
Yeah. You throw the word yodel in front of that. I can't get the I can't get the quivering to go. Yeah, well, it takes a little practice, but then the other important vowel is o, o, o. You stretch it out. O. Okay. Yeah. Put the word yodel in front of it. Yodel. You put the two phrases together. Yodel-y, yodel-y. Okay. Oh yeah. You put a consonant on the end. We'll use D. It would be Oh, that's wonderful. That's yodel-y, just so wonderful. Yodel-y. I can't do the falsetto. Can I can't get the falsetto? Bass, can a guy with a bass voice yodel? <laughs> yodel-y, yodel-y, no. No, 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 Kenny. That's your that's your address. That's awful. Yeah, <laughs> that's awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sourdough. We wish well, you all the best. Thank you, Joe. It, what a great uh, uh, delight to get a chance to talk to you and Rookie and everybody again. Just to hear your voices. Hey, that made my day, and I will look forward to the day when I get out there to Minnesota to do the fair again and. Hopefully we can get together live. Well, Sourdough, we do have a surprise for you. We know times are tough, and uh, Joe has agreed to uh, cut you a check for $1,000 for appearing on the program here, <laughs> no, just, no, just I, uh, to show I, our oh, appreciation. Yeah. So look for that in the mail. Kenny is misspeaking, uh, Sour. <laughs> Thank you a lot, Sourdough. We'll keep in touch. Okay, you guys. See you later. Best Bye. of luck. And, uh, Reeves, can you take us out with uh, more from Sourdough at the State Fair? Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, how about a little more than that? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Have we got time for this one more? Yes, yes. Here we go. And uh, it's a good one. This I bet it a is. A real barn burner. Yeah. Halloween coming up. Probably the only Halloween cowboy song I do. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Hang on to your seats, folks. Right hell yeah. And old cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day. This is what I'm talking about. Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way. When all at once a mighty herder and out cows he saw a plowing through the ragged sky and up a cloudy draw. Oh. He yipped me I Oh, yeah! The ghost heard in the sky. Their brands were still on fire and their hooves were made of steel. Their horns are black and shiny and the hot breath he could feel. Uh, Hope oh, the fear went through him as they thundered through the sky. For we saw the riders coming hard. And he heard the mournful cry. Help me out, folks. Here we go. Yippee! Hey, that's it. Yippee! Oh, yeah. The ghost riders in the sky. As the riders loped on by him, he heard one call his name. If you want to save your soul from hell or riding on this range, 
Then cowboy change your way to deal with this she will ride Trying to catch the devil's herd Across these endless skies Here we go now Yippee-i-yay Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. The people that advertise on this Garage Logic podcast are extreme, extreme hard workers. They work very hard. They trust in the podcast, and they trust in you, Garage Logicians. Will patronize those that are advertising. Well, that is no different than my trusted carpet cleaners, Tim and Carla are wonderful fans, but they're also business owners. So what we ask of you is if you need to get your carpets cleaned, this should be your Garage Logic podcast choice. MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com is the website. Tim and Carla are the GL owners. They have a trained and certified cleaning experts that are going to get your carpets and your upholstery clean and fresh again. MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Book an appointment online today. They have a live booking system. You can see their prices. There's no surprises, what days and times are available. And you can book a cleaning in real time without even having to pick up the phone. It's just as easy as that. And again, those garage logicians that want to patronize our advertisers, give them a call. If you need your carpets clean, they should be done at least at least once a year, probably every six months. Get in touch with Tim and Carla. And that is Carla with the K, by the way. Won't get the fog on today. MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Go with the GL-owned local company. My Trusted Carpet Cleaners also does commercial buildings as well. So if you're a business owner, give them a buzz. Or actually, better yet, just go online. they got everything there. You can remember this. My TrustedCarpetCleaners.com. For a population of 27,000 people less than two years ago in Paradise, California, Man. to a population now of 3,000 people. That's incredible. Boom. Can you imagine that? And he said, it'll, in 10 years, maybe there will be 10,000 people. Wow. And you know the thought that I had because I'm Garage Logic trained? Do you think that they're still being the people that decided to put a trailer on their vacant lot? You think the state's still charging them the same property taxes? I would, I would, I would imagine not. Okay. Uh, uh, California has an interesting property tax system. Where I, I can't remember what it is, but it's like one percent of your purchase price or something. I don't oh, know. Is what that it is. what it is? Oh. Uh, I, I don't quote me. I'm not right. But I, I, I love Sourdough Slim, and I'm glad to hear him. You, you guys wouldn't have believed when I talked to him. That, that Paradise Fire struck in early November of 2018. It was that long ago? Well, that's not even two years ago yet. And I called him probably in mid to late November, and you would not have recognized his voice. The, the, the disbelief and the despondency of yeah. what people were undergoing in that apparently once- can you imagine how magnificently glorious that must have been to be in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas with pines and hard oaks? And, and he, he couldn't even talk. He just said, Joe, this is way too emotional. I can't, I can't talk right now. I believed you because you were, in fact, shook. And it, it's a well-known fact that you don't care about anybody. <laughs> right. And uh, right. you were really shook up about it. I felt so, for him, yeah. man. Yeah, well, and, so and, Slim must have been a wreck. Oh, he was a wreck. And can you imagine, as he said, it, it's the evacuation that was the most traumatic. Don't you guys yeah. remember the films yeah. of driving right. through hell? Oh, and, yes. It looked like you were driving through hell. Well, then there then, was the horrible story. What was it? The, the grandfather? 
There were many horrible stories. Left and left the grandma and the kids. Oh, my God, I can't even imagine. But then you can uh, imagine his shock because he wasn't there. He returned to what must have looked like Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Right. But him, what, what in your mind's eye, what's your cartoon bubble of Slim sneaking back over the border between the National Guard units? Because I'm seeing a guy that gets down off his horse yep. and he's creeping along through Belly the trees creep. and yeah. in the yeah <laughs> creeping back to his property pulling his horse along with him man alive 3000 people well won't it be a great day uh, when slim gets back on the road he's just one of those guys that makes you feel like the center is holding isn't he mm-hmm. he's just uh, just a great human being well the center might not hold uh, very long i'm just getting word that scientists spotted an asteroid on a direct collision yeah. course with earth nice. projected to hit a day before the presidential elections in november the flying space object known as 2018 VP-1 is expected on November 2, according to the Center for Near Object Studies at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. The asteroid is 6.5 feet in diameter, according to NASA, and was first identified at the Palomar Observatory in California two years ago. The space agency says there could be three potential impacts based on 21 observations, uh, spanning 12.968 days with a chance of a direct impact less than 1%. And Jordy notes this is yet another attempt by Trump to destroy the post office. But boom 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 <laughs> Yeah, there's less than a 1% chance. It'll probably miss us. And even if a 6.5 one hit you, you'd probably survive that, wouldn't you? Oh, I don't think so. Joe, I have a cousin, uh, a, a longtime cousin that lives out in California. A longtime long cousin, huh? Well, Usually they are. They right? are. <laughs> and I, I, although I've never met him in person, we do message back and forth. But yeah. they lost their home uh, in the fire. And we remember we were going to try to get them on, but it was too emotional. Oh, yes, yes. Couldn't I remember make it. that. Yeah. And I just yeah, sent yeah. a message. And I said, did Alex build on the prior home site? We just had Sourdough Slim on the air who lived there, but he got lucky with his house. Let me know. He said, yep, they just moved in a couple of months ago. Beautiful house, no neighbors. So they moved into, they must have rebuilt on their site, which was completely leveled, uh, my cousin Jeff said. In 2008... uh, I had to, I was able to scratch off my bucket list going to the Lake Tahoe Antique Boat Show, which uh, if you're in that antique boat game, that's that's one, it's like Sturgis if you own a Harley. Okay. You, you got to get to it. And I flew to Sacramento in August of 2008, and I took that, that drive. It's basically you're going uphill all the way to Tahoe. I had to be going through similar country because you land mm-hmm. in Sacramento and uh, sourdough says that uh, paradise is north of, of, of Sacramento, but I got way up there where you start seeing signs, you know, pull over to put on your chains here. And, uh, of course that was home of the 1960 winter Olympics was up there. And, uh, uh, I, I, I can picture the, I can picture the country, the, the, the countryside that got destroyed in that paradise fire. I bet I wasn't far from paradise on that route. Probably not. Oh. Uh, you know, we get off the freeway. It's an east-west freeway. I can't remember which one it was, but I'm sure there was one that, w- that would go north and take you right into uh, a paradise. Say a number of people have wanted me to be aware of a Minnesota farmer preparing to sell a huge car collection, all convertibles. This is in New York Mills in rural Otter Tail County. 
Uh, it's New York Mills farmer Ron Windells and his wife Carol will auction off most of their two dozen convertibles. Uh, he said, I have collected every car from Impala to, or Bel Air from 1955 to 1969, Ron Windells said. And when I first heard of this, I thought, oh, God, here we go. Another hoarder is getting some news for his hoarding. Uh, this does not appear to be hoarding at all. I'm looking at pictures from the Brainerd uh, newspaper, and these look like they've been well, well cared for. So this is a collection. This isn't hoarding. I'm trying to see when, uh, when is the auction. You would think I would know that. Uh, September 19th, just outside of New York Mills. Uh, you can uh, click on a site. This is from Al Horseman who sent me this. But you can click on a site in the Brainerd Dispatch, and it would give you all of the info about the uh, the uh, auction on September 19th. And they look like beautiful, beautiful cars. Uh, no, uh, no example of hoarding there. So mm. I have to give credit where credit is due. Right. You know what I'm saying? Was it I-80 that you took up to... Uh uh, probably, Tahoe, probably, yeah. That, that's uh, on the north side. It runs over uh, the north side of Tahoe and then into Reno. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, goes right into Sacramento. Yeah, now look on there. Where's Paradise? If you, as long as you have a map up on your Google or whatever. Now look north of Sacramento. North of Sacramento. Uh, it should pop up, 27,000 people, you know. Did, why did you have to put chains on? I thought they already paved Paradise. Oh my Put God. up a parking lot. <laughs> oh my God. And they paved it after the fires, I think. The Chicago Teachers Union want the politicians in Chicago to order the Catholic schools not to open. Oh. It doesn't get any more sick than that, how the government schools fear competition. They don't want the Catholic schools to open. Can they, can they well, do plus, that? Uh, the, one but of the, they're open. My kids are But one of the school. fears is also uh, transfer students. Mm-hmm. Parents that from the public schools that are like, I want my kid to go to school, so they're putting them into the private schools, whether they're Catholic or whether they're not. It's just they're putting them into the private schools and switching out of the public uh, schools. Uh, rookie, you have. Reavers hasn't. Uh, I don't think Kenny did. Uh, sending a kid off to college is a, a truly a, a, a sad moment for parents. It's such a uh, it's such a defining moment. Sure, yeah. That's yeah. it. You're done with them. You've mm-hmm. lost it. You you had your 18 years. Yep. You know, days are long, years are short, and uh, it's uh, I went through it three times, and it was just just dreadful. Uh, which is why those Wednesdays before Thanksgiving are so festive when the kids would return from school, right. you know, and be yeah. back in the house. Well, the oldest kid of the oldest kid I used to have left for school Saturday. Bam. Wow. And honest wow. to God, his sister uh, made a movie called I Hate It When You Leave, which oh is Keith, a, Keith, to me right now, a Keith Richards song. Why are you doing I this right now? I Hate It When You Leave, and the picture she put in there. I swear to God, people were walking around here Saturday dripping wet. Yeah, and not uh, because of the humidity. Uh, it was yeah, just okay, amazing, wow. just amazing. I'm not even going to talk about it now. I'll get going again. I was so. already saying I'm going to start balling here right now because I know you're talking about. It's just huh. that's uh, and it's very emotional. Let me ask you a question because I'm hello. About, this this is about to happen. I just I just lost you all. Okay, hang on one second. Ninety five. It. Let's hang on no. a second. Let's hang on. A I got you. One, two, three. All right. So, Such, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Or all you guys, because yeah. I haven't gone through the college deal yet, but you guys all have or, or have had kids move right, out. Right, right. What's tougher, 
that day or the first day of kindergarten? Because we're about to do that with the youngest in a couple of weeks, and she's already a disaster. No, college is much tougher. It is. Okay. It, it's tough. that when you're going to kindergarten, the kid will be home that day. That's mm-hmm. true. With the blankie and sucking yeah. the thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when they, yeah when, you know, with kindergarten, as soon as he left out the door, the clothes come off. I mean, it was a party. We <laughs> <laughs> finally have the house to ourselves for 10 minutes. <laughs> Oh my there God. is that. Well, oh. okay, that's a good point. So, oh Such, I'm going to need God. that Tuesday off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need that Tuesday off. Say the uh, tremendous deals on uh, 2019 and 2021 Volkswagens continue at Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. Multi generational family. I've been shopping there for years. 0% right now for 72 months and a 120 day payment deferral for all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the new flagship, the Atlas Cross Sport. 0% interest for up to 60 months on certified pre owned vehicles. Uh, you know, a lot of people think their local dealer name is still run by the same family that ran it 20 or 30 years ago. Now nah, they're all conglomerates now. That's not true of Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. And you'll get a personalized sales appointment. All you have to do is go to the three individual websites and study the inventory. Uh, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. And you get all the stats there and all the options and all the equipment and all the photographs. And you pick out what you're most interested in for you or your family. And then call the gang at uh, Schmelz and they'll have that vehicle ready for you for a test drive. 651-243-4316. You won't run into people like me kicking tires. They keep it really safe and sanitized. It's a wonderful experience. It's probably the future of Automobile shopping, I I think many shopping experiences will probably change because of this pandemic. Schmelz Countryside, right there on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Well, uh, to address your concerns off the air, they might and they might not, Such Demand is up, supply is down, and prices right now are fluctuating wildly. So keep that in mind when you uh, schedule a a project with Chris Miller and Aim High Construction, MN.com. The projects at my house with Aim High almost complete, save for a few small odds and ends, and we're absolutely thrilled with the perfect results. But as I've learned from talking to Chris and then shopping at big box stores and lumber yards myself for other items, it might be a while before we can get certain items or the prices might be kind of hard to nail down right now. It's due to the high demand and, like I said, lower output at mills and factories. So when you sign up with Aim High, number one, you're getting the best quality materials there are. And it's installed by highly skilled seasoned vets. These guys are the bet. Uh, the best. Now, this isn't a Three uh, Stooges skit here where uh, these <laughs> fellas and the materials they use, top-notch. I mean, truly, super service, super service. They're telling uh, me they're having a- trouble getting lumber. 
Well, and the prices are going up and down yeah. because of the COVID suit. Yeah, I know. And, you know, everybody is really busy right now. Roofs, sidings, windows, that could happen sooner than later, depending on the availability. But other projects, such as remodels, that could take a while. Aim High is booked pretty solid over the winter. And I do know they have a full schedule of deck builds. But like I've been saying, worth the wait. Our deck is absolutely amazing. So is the kitchen, the concrete work. Everything they've done has been wonderful. And the folks, of course, doing the jobs, top-notch pros. Uh, Log on to aimhighconstructionmn.com. Get a hold of uh, Chris or Keith and get on that schedule. You'll be very glad you did. aimhighconstructionmn.com. The governor of Maine has ordered restaurant servers to wear dog collars. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. What? What? As a co- uh, for what, wait for what reason? For the kind you know where the dog comes back from the vet. Oh, the He's funnel. got the ample shade, uh, the oh, lampshade on him. The yeah. Yeah, the cone, yeah, the cone, the cone of shame. shame. <laughs> the dog can't do anything. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well. Maine Governor Janet Mills has ordered state re- statewide restaurant staff to wear personal protective equipment around their necks, similar to the cones of shame that dogs would sport to prevent self-injury. There's a Woof. picture of a gal here, and she's got the cone on, just like a dog that's coming back from the doctor. Woof. Unbelievable. Is she into it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they got to wear face shields upside down attached oh. to the collar. Uh Really? Really? What are we doing? Really? What are we really? doing? Face shields that are open at the bottom, directing breath downward, are not acceptable replacements for face coverings. Wow. For front of house staff, the state instructs the rule only applies to those who decline to wear a typical face mask. However, the measure appears uh, to some as degrading punishment, as a symbol of submission, forcing us to elip- obliterate our individuality by wearing masks was not explicit enough. So they pushed the envelope even further. Oh, yeah. Not no enough. One can, no one can miss the significance of making people wear dog cones, uh, wrote Dave Blount in a moon battery blog post, whatever that is. Uh, critics have called the governor's order demeaning, comparing the collared shields to cones of shame that dogs would wear after a medical procedure. Uh, Governor Janet Mills says servers must now wear face shields upside down so that their breath is directed up, not down. Sherry Tenpenny, an outspoken doctor on vaccines, tweeted, Yes, she wants you to wear a dog comb. Peak insanity. I wish this was a joke. And it apparently yeah. Okay, okay. Hear not. me out here. How is the cone going to stop an airborne disease? Right. Uh, well, it's I just going to shoot it up in the air, so it thank falls you. Down right. Down it's again. just going to droplets are going to. Kenny, on. it's like your funnel you use for your uh, for your bathroom at the shop. <laughs> it's the you same thing. That up. You had to bring that up. <laughs> Maine has sustained 131 COVID fatalities to date. Oh my God! With the majority in Cumberland County, where the state's most populous city, Portland, resigns. Wow. We are losing our bleeping minds. And and you can't bring this up with other people because uh, it's just a losing battle. I I now more and more and more see people alone in their cars wearing face masks. And I just feel for them the fear they must have in their heart and soul that they're going to catch it while driving in their car with the windows rolled up. That they have a mask on, and it's no one, just a shame. and no one is d- diminishing the significance of the virus. By the way, in this, the, over the no. weekend, I was volunteering at the state amateur tournament. Okay, 
It's not a tomball story, I promise. Please. But I was outside selling beer, you know, just to, to, to help those guys. One get... for me, one for you. Bingo. <laughs> but I, I was outside behind one of the dugouts, and a lady came up to me, and she said, where's your mask? And I said, we're, we're outside. I'm sitting mm-hmm. here by myself. Right. Yep. I, I said, what, what do you want me to do? But she was I'm really you... mad at me. I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because as you guys know, I've been bugging you off the air about Brett and uh, Heather and the Dark Horse uh, podcast, and they are evolutionary biologists, pretty smart, smartest people I've ever encountered, and they say the same thing. They feel sorry for the folks that go out to the wilderness, out to the woods, they're hiking, and they're wearing masks in the middle of nowhere all by themselves, and they're they're just punishing themselves. I have two observations. One, if you're wearing a mask, go ahead. I'm not indicting anyone, but I feel the same thing as Kenny and you guys do. When I see that, I just am puzzled. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, you'd be much better off with your window down not wearing a mask. Yeah, get that fresh air. You need it. Your body needs it. Your brain needs it. Your soul needs it. Come on. And yesterday, I've had uh, two weeks in a row now where I've attended a first communion for a kid. And on both occasions, you know, the strict protocols were in place and you wear a mask. And I got to thinking, isn't that antithetical to to the air you breathe? You just keep breathing the same cruddy air you're breathing in the mask? I'm not saying that, that we should go to a, a gathering indoors and not wear masks. I was just puzzled by the, the science of it. Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And, and I kept... a lot of people... Solved. Go ahead. I kept fiddling with mine, and of course that would... Yeah. Get me the oh, elbow stop. and the ribs, and because I'm I'm kind of a claustrophobic uh, type anyway, and I, I I don't I don't mind putting one on and zipping into the store for two minutes, but for an hour wearing one drives me nuts. I really I think I, I saw yesterday fo- morning. Oh. L- listen to this. I'm walking into Menards on the Midway right as they open. You know, there were three cars in the parking lot. A guy was coming out, and he had the same gait. The same walk as Donnie Love. Remember how Donnie Love he worked, yeah. he worked with Lori yeah. and Julia? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of had that stiff back thing. Yes. And I said, uh, he's walking by, and I said, Donnie! <laughs> and he kept going, and I quick turned and looked the other way and went the other way. I could swear it was Donnie Love. It wasn't. I was so embarrassed. Oh. Hey, Donnie, how you doing, Tiger? Yeah, Good never to see mind. You. In fact, Mark, Col- Mark Collins in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin writes, I am 71 years old. There are certain events over the course of my life that I remember where I was when those events occurred. The JFK assassination, the attack on the Twin Towers, etc., one I recall is where I was when the caller had the roof problem to your show. Oh, My wife and I were great. driving through Somerset, Wisconsin. <laughs> we laughed so hard I actually had to pull over to the shoulder. I've been listening to you and Pat since the days of Railroad Dick and some of those characters. Good luck, Mark Collins, Turtle Luck, Wisconsin. And I have a ray of hope. Uh, hail the flashlight, King. Hail, hail you. you. Uh, I just came back from a trip to Medora and Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Medora, North Dakota is the area where Teddy Roosevelt spent his time in the West Cattle Ranching after his wife and mother died. As I'm sure John can attest to this, it's a very beautiful area of North Dakota. The town puts on a good musical every night during the summer in an outdoor amphitheater. I highly recommend it. At the beginning of the show, they have the national anthem, where everybody stood, took off their hats, and proudly faced the flag. The musical itself is a tribute to Teddy and includes his time in the West, recruiting the Rough Riders in a reenactment of the charge up San Juan Hill. The music was great. They had a young girl this year who could really play the banjo. 
the end of the show, they asked for all the veterans to stand and be recognized, and nearly uh, one quarter of the audience stood, and they were given a well-deserved round of applause. Then they went into their closing number, which was Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA, to which everyone stood up. In this day and age, I found it comforting that a group of young performers who did a hell of a job would put on a very patriotic show. To top things off, in North Dakota, Teddy Roosevelt is still a hero. Keep pushing Brant Brent in North Dakota. Man, I'd like to see that sometime. I've never been to Medora. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, You've yeah, never it's been everything there. you can imagine. It's wonderful. And uh, yeah, the, Randy Ernst from you, Hawkins, you, Texas. Yes, Kenny? Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't guess it because most most of North Dakota is just a mundane and awful, but boy, that western side of the state is wonderful. Well, it's the same with South Dakota. Yeah. You ever you ever heard of a place called the Black Hills? I I, I think I've been there a number of times All right. actually. All right. Uh, Randy Ernst in Hawkins, Texas, which he notes is the pancake capital of Texas and the proud home of Aunt Jemima, uh, linked me to an interesting story about the uh, J.C. Whitney Company. J.C. Whitney was your go-to car catalog for years and years and years, and uh, how times have changed, and J.C. Whitney is no longer, uh, no longer the power they once were in the automotive uh, accessory business but remember jc whitney anybody jc oh whitney? my god i had yes absolutely yeah nothing better than paging through that catalog looking get at those stuff big knobs for the steering wheel you know and, yeah all that stuff you didn't need but you really really wanted yeah could buy a whole jeep tub i could replace my entire <laughs> oh, jeep yeah. body with one piece from a from the jc whitney catalog yeah Ruling required. Hail a flashlight. Oh, what's the use? They'll screw it up anyway. <laughs> I recently brought. I recently bought a new set of optics for my deer hunting pistol. Assuming my wife doesn't get the package when it arrives before I do, do I have to keep my firearm somewhere else other than its normal location in the gun safe for 48 hours? My wife has complete access to the safe, which holds her guns as well as mine. The following gets technical, so feel free to edit as you see fit. I've attached a picture as it is currently assembled. Uh, feel free to forward this to Kennedy. He, Kenny, he should appreciate it. Yes, this is technically a pistol. For Kenny's reference, the current setup is a simple 1X Reddit. The new setup will be an open Reddit, Reddit R-E-D-D-O-T, with 3X flip-out uh, magnifier, an offset... Joe, uh, Joe, huh? Huh? Red dot. Oh. Uh, it's, written okay. as, it's, it's written Keep as one word. Red, red dot, dot with 3X flip-out magnifier and offset iron sights. If Kenny would like to see the pictures of the new setup, I can send them to you after it's chained out. Keep pushing back. Andrew Smith, words mean things. Smith family motto. I do not believe he is subject to the 48-hour rule because he's doing the right thing by putting whatever the hell he's talking about in the gun safe. Right? Mm. I mean, that's where it should go, right? Uh, I, I I respect and love the fact that he hunts a deer with with a pistol. That is so cool. That is well. Awesome. It's a pretty pretty futuristic looking pistol, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure but but no, uh, he does not have to play the forty eight hour rule game with that. Uh, I, I I think he's got to do what he's got to do, which is to put it in the gun safe. And if the wife doesn't open it until the forty ninth hour, he gets to then he could play but, the game, I guess. Wasn't his concern uh, that the wife would be home when it it arrives right, in the right. mail or via UPS? But I have reason to believe she might be simpatico with him. Yeah. I mean, that's where she keeps her guns in the safe. So yeah, if anything, buy right. her a, a present or a treasure for her firearm. Yeah. Right on. Uh, we're hearing from our old pal Scott Matura out in Montana. Mm-hmm. 
and he says, guys, today I stopped by a local watering hole for a post-golf beer. If you bring your scorecard from this particular course, it's worth a free drink. It has a great little outdoor patio, and in the evening she can get pretty rowdy, though always relatively harmless and all in the name of friendship and good times. Anyway, I pull into the parking lot today and see a red car completely wrapped in plastic wrap. I mean wrapped tight. So I sat down at the bar and asked the bartender what she knew about the red car wrapped in plastic. This was her response. Apparently, there's this girl, Megan, who was pretty hammered last night and thought she could drive. She lives close by but insisted on driving. Not having it, her less intoxicated friends distracted her uh, in a bathroom, still trying to talk her out of driving, while two other friends asked the kitchen for a roll of plastic, went out, and wrapped her car to the point where a sober person will be struggling to open it all up. <laughs> the bartender said she left mad as bleep, but at least she walked home safe. No fighting, no driving, no DUI. Problem solved. How we do things here. Pushing Boom. back, Scott Matura. Nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> One of my uh, wife's, uh, one of the stories she tells, she used to be a main uh, bartender at the Caboose and would frequently cut people off, and those people would get really, really angry with her and yell and scream, and then they'd they'd show up the next night or the next week and apologize and thank her for cutting them off because they were way too loaded. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's uh, those those friends of uh, Megan out in... uh, Montana showed some moral and ethical clarity. Yeah. In fact, Kenny, yep. and I know your wife can attest to this, the only thing that's more rewarding other than cutting someone off is when they're a complete you-know-what to you and then their card gets declined. <laughs> oh. Normally you just try to be, hey, I'm sorry, your card got declined. But when, well, this is, hey, uh, yo, your this card is got the declined. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you announce it to the bar. Oh, the whole bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the same woman, of course, when the uh, when the middle-aged guys at a blues show would leave just a nickel. Oh, yeah. They'd turn and walk away, and she'd throw the nickel back <laughs> at them and hit them in the back of the head yeah. with it. So. Oh. Uh, uh, progress is being made on uh, Garage Logic uh, hosting uh, Senate District 67A GOP candidate. Uh, I'm sorry, se- uh, Senate uh, House District 67A uh, Jack Strominger. Uh, and I've met, or I had people uh, in Hugo over the weekend. There was a counter protest of uh, the residents of Hugo saying, you know, we're we're not bad people and don't burn our town down and and. Uh, I, I received some information from people who were at that event, and I've got Strominger's phone number, and we'll be calling him. I, I didn't get to it today because of our visit with Sourdough Slim, uh, but I will make inquiries uh, today to invite Jack Strominger on the show. He's running against, uh, uh, who's the crackpot? Uh, I was just going to say, did you see the Alpha News story on Mr. John Thompson, by the way? Yeah, I did, uh, but... Uh, I'm not ready to go with it yet. Okay. Uh, the police records were found for varieties of terroristic threats and domestic problems with a John Thompson. I'm not sure it's been, a, you know, that's not an uncommon name. Sure. Uh, and so I think sure. more work would have to be done uh, to establish it. That's the John Thompson who happens to be running as the, as the DFLer on the east side of St. Paul. He's the fellow who threatened to destroy Hugo. I don't think he's fit to run. Uh, but his party doesn't seem interested in uh, uh, further admonishing him. Uh, and this uh, quiet fellow named Jack Strominger uh, got the GOP uh, endorsement and won the primary with 400 votes or so. And, and uh, I think it'll be interesting to talk to him uh, and see if he can't take advantage of Thompson's poor 
publicity uh, to uh, give himself a, a boost up in that uh, in that House District race over by Lake Phelan. How what was the outcome of the rally in Hugo on uh, Saturday? Was it mostly peaceful? Yes, all peaceful. Good, mostly all peaceful. Speaking of the weekend, did you see the Reverend Tim was oh, yeah. on Fox News yesterday morning? Reverend was Tim s- was yeah, in Hugo. Uh, Reverend uh, Tim was, was at Hugo. Yeah, but he was also on Fox. Was right, it yesterday right. morning or Saturday morning? Yeah. Uh, no, I, it must have been uh, Sunday morning. I think it was Sunday morning. I saw the Yeah, and they had him on for a segment, you know, less than three minutes. But uh, the Reverend Tim, he, he got in and said what needed to be said. It was pretty good. One of my sisters lives in Hugo, and she got to meet the Rev. Uh, oh, loved, good. Fell in love with him, and she thinks he's a wonderful guy. And she also was uh, encountered more people that could set us up with Strominger, and I've got that information. So I will be I will be reaching out to him. You know that that sister who lives in Hugo. She told me that prior to Spencer joining us, uh, getting to be it'll be coming up on two years this September. Uh, she never noticed crowds of GLers in Hugo, and now she does. <laughs> they're uh, everywhere. Now they're yeah. everywhere, yeah. Like uh, rats. You can't get and, rid of them. And they're uh, <laughs> particularly they're uh, loyal patrons of Spencer's, uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. That's that's in the old Hugo, Hugo downtown Hugo, right at the north end of town on Highway 61. Uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, <laughs> the, uh, the best brats, the burgers, the steaks, the sliders, the meatloaf, uh, they're adding on. It's become a bigger facility, uh, and that will not affect the quality at all because the quality has always been superb and always will remain so. Uh, apparently, there's a breakfast brat. Are you guys aware of a breakfast brat? Are you brat? kidding me? Yes. Yeah, there's a breakfast brat. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. It sounds wonderful. Brats Just, for breakfast. Yum. Yeah. 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 How about a brat and some scrambled eggs, huh? Oh, yes. Are you kidding me? Stop it. Oh. oh. Well, they got them. You boil that thing right up, and then you just get it ready, right? No, nope. you don't. You don't boil. You don't boil, Rook. You grill them. Got you it. Grill them. You grill them. Uh, you can get all that at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right at the north end of town on Highway 61, and uh, you'll be surrounded by your GL brothers and sisters who have made this the meat capital of the world. Really quick question, Rookie, for you. Yo. Because you're the only other guy that I know personally that has the same style of smoker that I got from Fratelloni's. Yep. Do you, Have you gone back to conventional grilling? Because I, I have not yet, and I don't think well, I'm ever going to. Here's what you do when you're making those chicken thighs and those chicken drumsticks. Yep. You want to finish them off on a high heat, so you need to Matthew. still have your grill. <laughs> That what? should be the name of your podcast. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. <laughs> right. Here's, Here's what you do. You want to finish those off on a high heat, get them nice and crispy, so like the last five minutes. So keep oh, your grill. Okay. Keep your Weber grill. Has anybody on Twitter or on social ever cooked food, prepared food the correct way? Because you chastised yeah. Reaver over you know, the weekend. Everybody out Reaver's there, you're dummies. I know how to do it, okay? <laughs> everybody else, you're dummies, but okay? I'll, I'll fully so admit. I trust you down. That's why I tag him, because he does know what he's doing, and I don't. Like, yeah, but that's my away. only That's he, my only he hope. I'm on stupid. Right I, can't, away. Yeah. I can't dress anybody down on any other subject in life. This is his wheelhouse. This is. Yeah. Thank you. That's my wheelhouse. What did Tom <laughs> Kelly tell me? Rook? Know your limitations. That's right. <laughs> the Bay Area wildfire is now the second largest fire in California state history. Oof. Wow. They've got, honest to God, why there is not the political will to get this, at least make a dent in your management of the land. This is crazy that they go through this every Agreed. year. Why in the hell would you live there? 
what is the phrase? The definition of insane is you keep doing the same, same thing, thing over and over again. Yep. Different results. Yeah. 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 It's like my golf game. The definition <laughs> of insanity. Or this podcast, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Or the podcast. Yeah. Or this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, uh, 27,000 people lived in Paradise, California, not even two years ago, and now 3,000 people live in Paradise, California. Californians, uh, I don't know why this is not the, the number one priority in the state. It concerns everyone, regardless of gender and race. It, uh, it concerns your livelihoods and where you live. Uh, you've got to quit letting environmentalists run your state and figure out how to get that brush under control. I, I don't, I'm no expert. I don't know what to do, but they, there's got to be some answers. As, as Trump said, you've got to clean your floors. Right. Yep. I, I do believe he meant the forest floor. I don't think he meant an individual homeowner should clean their floors. Right. And did, we must have talked about it off the air, but I did find it on the map. It looks like it's a few hours north, directly north of Sacramento. Paradise, California. Yeah. Home yeah. of Sourdough Slim, who was yeah. our guest today, and I thank him. Uh, always an enjoyable time when he's around. And it uh, was just great to hear his voice again, because like I told you, in 2018, that's not the guy I talked to. He was shaking. Yeah. He how, was shaking. How far away from the coast is it, Kenny? Oh, it's way inland. Is way it? Inland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's up against the uh, side of the mountain there. Gotcha. Yeah. Way inland. All right, GLers, thank you. Hey, really quick, you know what we have to promote? This huh. would have been the week of the State Fair. This Thursday would have been opening day for the Minnesota State Fair. What can we offer these people? Go to garagelogic.com, ladies and gentlemen. We have what would have been our State Fair shirts, and they are available for sale. Uh, I got to tell you. Really? I really like the navy blue pushback 2020 t-shirt. Yep. I think that's the one I'm going to get. Uh, but also the good luck t-shirt and the uh, the regular logoed garage logic t There's three of them. They're all available and it's unlimited time only. State Fair tees are available right now. Just go to garagelogic.com in the upper right-hand corner, click on shop GL. Boom, you get right in the store and uh, they'll take care of you. Those shirts are really slick. Jeremy, yeah, did, are. Jeremy did a really good job. I'm looking at it right the now. Design okay, this year. okay, I just re- I'm retweeting it. Can you see them on the Twitters? It'll per- yeah, you can see or you one go to of the them. our website. Yeah, either yeah. or, either I, or. I got you. I got you. You got all that, Brad? We got a lot I of think data. I do. I think I do. And if you want to go back and listen to any other podcasts, right through Pod MN on your smartphone, it's pretty easy to do. All sorts of selections having to do with sports, garage logic, etc. What, what Table else? talk with Rookie's family, there of we course. Go. It's not a problem. The Fret Club, uh, Pod MN on your smartphone, PodMN.com on your computer. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. We already gave them some love. That uh, that smoke fire grill delivery. They'll recycle your old one. It's a no-brainer. Uh, can I tell you though? He sells Weber grills. Yeah. And I've had my original Weber Genesis grill. I've had that for uh, probably 16 years, and I work the hell out of it. Nice. That's a solid, solid grill. You know what and you should do. And soon on Podcast <laughs> <laughs> Right, Weber, I'm available. Do. Here's what you do. Yep, here's, here's what, what you, you do, do with that. You take the charcoals, and then you say, Kenny, do don't leave. i got to talk to you. GarageLogic.com. Yikes. And uh, you can listen Ooh. in on their conversation. Kenny's got a meeting coming up. Uh, What'd you do, Kenny?